Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You have tuned into the Daily Roundup on this a Thursday, June 15th, 2023. I'm David Menzies and my co-host. Well, let me tell you a little bit about my co-host. Folks, do you know that today is Ice Cube's birthday? And my co-host, after the show, she's going to go back to Coburg and she's going to celebrate his birthday by chilling. See what I did there? <laughs> She is the Khaleesi of the Greater Coburg area. She is the she-devil with a spatula. She is Tamara Ugolini. How you doing there, Tamara? Oh, just <laughs> feeling super chilly now. I need to bring a spatula one day to the live stream just so I can show my flipping skills. <laughs> I bet they're excellent because yeah. you are a super mother. We know that for certain. And uh, by the way, are you an Ice Cube fan? Uh, no, no, not <laughs> maybe always, in my younger years, but uh, no idea what Ice Cube is up to these days. Yeah, it's not my genre. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, but, but I always really? get Ice Cube confused with Vanilla Ice. Yeah, well, you want to sing Ice Ice Baby? Thank do, you. Do, 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 and yeah, no. you, you must be a mind reader, Tamara Ugolini, because in the department of we only annoy the ones we love, there was a period of time in the Menzoid household. Where for my kids, Lady Menzoid, constantly, whenever I saw them, I would repeat what Tamara just sang, ice, ice, baby, <laughs> to the point that what I love, Tamara, is you know Lady Menzoid's on the brink because her lower lip <laughs> is vibrating like she's about to have a nerve. But like I said, Tamara, you only annoy the ones you love. What yes. do you do to annoy Mr. Ugolini? Well, I just want to say before we get into that, that Lady Menzies is the real MVP. We always mention that in the office, that uh, Lady Menzies really took one for the team, David. How dare you? <laughs> um, Mr. Well, so he, so I have a different last name than my husband. I'm super progressive that way. I kept my maiden name. Oh. I, my dad actually had four girls, so the last name would have died with us, and that made me really sad. So I just decided to keep my um, maiden name. What do I do? You know what? In some ways, it's it's like a double-edged sword because I think it's work. He's like, you're always working. You're always working. But then also he loves what I do for work. So I guess that's one thing that he gets a little bit annoyed with me, you know, if I'm like attached to my phone or something. Um, yeah, it's a double-edged sword, though, because he obviously supports me and loves what I do. But at the same point in time, he's like, just put it down for an hour. Well, good um, for him. Well, yeah. and, and and I never knew you were one of them. Their uh, woman's livers keeping your own. Yeah. Name. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, All right. Lady Menzoid's surname before taking mine was Hyman. Swear to God. Okay. Oh, so she, she was, was happy very to happy take, to yeah. lose that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, by the way, folks, if you do something to ignore to annoy your better half, please send us a super chat. We will read it out loud, won't we, Tamara? We will. That's right. And you can do that. Oh, not on YouTube, unfortunately. So you have to head on over to those one of those other platforms. Currently, we are streaming on YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, Getter, and the purveyor of free speech these days, Twitter. Yes. Um, so I think it's only Rumble and Odyssey that you can do a hyper chat or a super chat. And when you give us a small monetary donation there, it's a great way for us to engage with our viewers and get a feedback and a feel for what you'd like to see or if you want to comment on something. Um, get our feedback or give us a tip. We always, you know, we, we're, we're viewer led and viewer funded. So please send us a small little hyper chat or super chat over on one of those other platforms. Now, before we get into some of our political discussions of the day, 
I wanted to let you, our viewers at home, know that we have revamped the Rebel News Store. We have lots of really great, fun new designs there and some revamps on some old styles that were really good sellers. Um, so maybe we can just pull up the main page at rebelnewsstore.com. And there, of course, as always, you can use your favorite Rebel journalist code. So obviously that's Tamara10 to save 10% off of your order. And we offer free global shipping. So it's a great way for you to grab some swag, support our independent journalism, and also save 10% off your order. There's also some new Canada Day designs. And I think we're working on something specifically for David. Yes. Because he would love to see it referred back to as Dominion Day. Well, I would. Because if you call July 1st, Canada Day, Tamara Ugolini, you are... You know, basically, being a fan of Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Blackface's papa, well, allegedly, we won't get into that. But I remember it was, I think, the last day of Parliament sitting, I think it was the uh, the first Friday in July, either 82 or 83, with seven members less than a quorum, 13 members in the House, and uh, seven uh, is required for the full 20. Um, they um, assassinated a holiday that had more than a century of history, which is a lot for our young nation, mm -hmm. and it was despicable. And uh, by the way, uh, a cautionary tale, Tamara, I, I went to the Rules Committee because I said, well, wait a minute, is Canada Day an illegal holiday? Because there were seven members fewer than a quorum. How could it pass? And here is the catch. If everyone sitting in the House is in agreement, uh, then it goes through. You don't mm -hmm. need a quorum. And sure enough, all 13 members uh, agreed with this uh, name change. And maybe you don't care about the name of our, our holiday, but imagine if that was something way more important, right, Tamara? Uh, one of the censorship bills. And uh, everybody in the House that day happened to be on side, less than the quorum. It goes through. I think that's disgraceful. Anyways, yeah, I'm old school, Dominion Day, so please get a T-shirt for me on that, will you? Well, and <laughs> it goes to show that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree when we're talking about skirting democracy. Yeah. Hey, there's a good rhyme for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's some of our new Canada Day designs. I think we're showing them on screen right now. There was a, There's a cute little hat, too, that it's always fun to just have these sort of like benign hats that you don't know really that it's from Rebel, but you can sport it anywhere. Obviously, get the hot sun off of your head because you'll be out there celebrating during the day for our great country of Canada, which um, hopefully continues to act as a democratic nation. But under the rule of reigning Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, that seems more and more like a distant reality. Oh, boy, is it ever. By the way, did I see the, a glimpse of some tank tops? Because I don't think we've there had are. Them before. There are, yeah, some racerbacks. I can uh, wear that to the gym. Oh. Tamara, do you want to film my muscle? Photos or it didn't happen. Oh, well, yeah, there's yeah, there's some muscles there in there. Go. I'm not there just Scotch Miss, folks. Well, do we still have that Menzies shirt, too, where it's like you as this ripped... <laughs> Yeah, I think a, it was a caricature Sandra of David Menzies or something, <laughs> and we photoshopped my head onto it. Oh, oh boy. Uh, anyhow, no, wonderful merchandise. So please use your uh, Tamara 10. Uh, is it Tamara 10? Tamara 10. Okay. And what's my promo code? I don't think there is one for David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I no, surrender. I'm joking. It's David 10. David but use 10. Tamara 10. So, so please uh, use one of those and get an extra 10% off. How can you lose? Speaking of losers, um, <laughs> 
Marco Mendicino just about an hour ago gave a very brief press conference, folks. It's about this scandal, it can't be called anything else, of having Paul Bernardo sent uh, to a medium security uh, prison, whereas he should be in Millhaven, maximum. Um, I think everybody, just about everybody, would seem, except Corrections Canada staff, know who Paul Bernardo is. He's a serial rapist, torturer, and murderer. Um, Christian French, Leslie Mahaffey, high school uh, kids of the day. Uh, Bernardo and his evil wife, uh, Carla Homolka, who is scot-free, by the way. Uh, well, way to go, Niagara Regional Police. Next time you do a hazmat search of a house, maybe look behind uh, the bathroom uh, wall uh, that would have had the incriminating videotapes, but oh well. So they had to make that so-called deal with the devil. Anyways, she's uh, free and uh, merry, but uh, Bernardo, I would like to see rot in maximum security for the rest of his life. And uh, Mendocino's press conference, he was basically saying, oh, we're going to take steps to make sure this ne never happens again, that, you know, this government is committed to victims. Committed to victims and victims' families and victims' rights. Tamara, I was just on Saturday outside uh, the parole board of Canada. There was a demonstration mm -hmm. uh, led by Heather Mason. Um, thanks to the blackface liberals, um, men, and I'm talking about thugs, who identify as women, no surgery, no hormones, you can now get incarcerated in a female penitentiary uh, and you can get um, admission to a woman's shelter. Um, one such individual is this uh, fellow, he's doing his time at a Perry Sound woman's shelter. He's six foot two, 230 pounds. A few years ago, oh well, he had a little disagreement in the McDonald's, so he dragged a 15-year-old female McDonald's employee into the bathroom and viciously assaulted her. He says, I'm a chick now. Okay, Bob's your uncle, you're in. You're telling me this government is, convict, is, is committed to vic, uh, victims' rights because this is a misogynistic government. If you're all about this radical trans agenda when it comes to prisons and shelters, um, sorry, that's not inclusion and diversity. That is misogyny, uh, Tamara Ugolini. And you know, to this day, this has been the news cycle for two weeks. We don't know why this vile serial killer. I mean, Paul Bernardo in the Canadian penal system, he's number one. And I mean that in the reverse, uh, you know, uh, spectrum, that he is the most vicious, notorious, psychopathic. By the way, that's not my words, folks. That was psychiatrists describe him. He is without empathy. He is without apology. He's done nothing to merit any, you know, to even get tapioca pudding for his dessert mm -hmm. in the prison system. And somehow some idiot... Uh, probably some wokester thought that, well, in the same flavor of uh, having vicious male thugs pretend to be females to get into women's prisons and shelters, they thought, let's show this guy, I, you know, a registered dangerous, dangerous mm -hmm. offender, no less, Tamara Ugolini. Uh, let's cut him some slack. Oh, and by the way, if you want to know the answer, oh, we're sorry, privacy. All I have to say about that, Tamara, then I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, public safety comes before privacy. Secondly, what is the most fundamental human right on this planet? It's freedom. If you're not free, you're a slave. We took away his freedom. How in blue hell does this monster have the right to privacy? 
And what privacy? Google Paul Bernardo's name, folks. You will receive millions of Google hits uh, talking about his notorious history. Uh, everything is known about this monster except for, you know, how he gets along in prison, I suppose. Tamara, Marco Mendicino and Blackface, they are despicable. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's the sun today, folks. Dumb or liars. How about option number three? <laughs> Dumb liars, right? I think that covers it all. Tamara, what say you? It's just another controversy in the book of the <clears throat> Justin Trudeau liberals. I mean, this is essentially the exact same playbook that has unfolded with the Chinese interference allegations yep. is that now they're crying, oh, well, we didn't know. They're, they're feigning ignorance, right? And I suppose that ignorance is bliss, especially when you're in charge of leading a G7 nation. Um, but now Mendocino's office is saying that they didn't know about this transfer. So from maximum security to medium security for this horrific killer and rapist, um, where the jurors, even when they recount the evidence that they saw, cry and are unable to articulate and, and I, I guess, understand the breadth and the magnitude of these horrific crimes that were premeditated, right? There's no, there's no wondering whether or not Paul Bernardo and Carla Homoka were guilty of these crimes. It is clear they are guilty. These were planned, premeditated, absolutely horrific acts launched against minors, young schoolgirls. Um, and this person has been, you know, it's been stated repeatedly that they cannot be rehabilitated and should remain in maximum security because of the the ability to like the crime, the criminal mind of Paul Bernardo. And, you know, Correctional Services Canada has stated repeatedly that they sent this memo to the PMOs, to the prime minister's office twice in March and nothing was done. And so the continuation of this transfer just went forward and until it actually happened and the public started with the backlash and now the mainstream media is pushing um, for accountability on this and questioning it. But otherwise, it would have just continued unabated. And then who knows what the next transfer would have been, right? Now, will it be from medium security to low security? Will he be gone, go forward next to a healing lodge, as we saw with uh, what was uh, what was that woman's McClintic, name? I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, McClintock, who, who killed that in, that innocent eight-year-old, Tori Stafford. Yep. Um, and uh, again, and another horrific crime. <laughs> yeah. And then the public backlash was so yeah. great that she went back to prison. So I think that's the ideal here is that the public continues to push back and the opposition parties. So the leader of the opposition, Pierre Polyev, has been pushing back. And I think we have a clip here of... Polyev calling for Mendicino to resign. And I think if Mendicino resigns, hey, let's just send Trudeau with him. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> what dreams are made out of. <laughs> let's show this clip of uh, Polyev calling for his resignation. This is not the first time Mr. Mendicino has lied to Canadians. I have a list. You need a list because it's hard to keep track. <laughs> he lied saying that the police had asked him to bring in the Emergencies Act. They did not. He misled a federal judge by backdating documents. He admitted in committee that the RCMP was using spyware to gain information on Canadians. He lied that the safe uh, third country agreement was working. 
He claimed it was impossible to close Roxham Road, something that has now happened. Um, he claimed that his amendments would not ban hunting rifles. And then later on, he had to admit that they did ban hunting rifles and reverse those amendments. He said that uh, the RC, that the uh, CSIS report on Michael Chong's family being targeted by a former government did never left CSIS. We now know that the documents went from CSIS to the Prime Minister's National Security Advisor. He claimed there were no more Chinese-controlled police stations in Canada. Now we know there are at least two. And he lied about his knowledge that Paul Bernardo was being moved from a maximum security penitentiary to a medium security penitentiary, something that he has the power to stop. Uh, so he lies and lies and lies and lies. He lies about suspending the civil liberties of Canadians. He lies about banning hunting rifles for law-abiding Indigenous Canadians and farmers. He lies about uh, Canadian parliamentarians being targeted by foreign intimidation. And now he's lied about his knowledge and role in moving Paul Bernardo from a maximum security penitentiary to a medium security penitentiary. These are too many lies. It's one lie too many. It is time for Marco Mendicino to resign. Here, here. You know, Tamara, um, I have to say there is a similarity with Marco Mendicino, rhymes with Pinocchio, by the way, um, and uh, Paul Bernardo. And by that, folks, I'm not implying or inferring that uh, Mandocino is a serial killer, but there is psychopathic behavior here, nonviolent behavior, that is, when he can look you in the face and just tell one lie after the other, and it looks like he's being sincere and truthful. You know, um, I got to be honest, Tamara, if, if Marco, uh, I think Marco Mendicino is the kind of guy that would spit in your face and tell you it's raining and he would do it with such sincerity. You might just believe it. And I, I'll got to tell you, uh, hats off to Pierre Polyev. He's been mm -hmm. absolutely awesome on this file. The other day in the House, he made the same allegations of Mendicino being a liar. And uh, I loved Mendicino's uh, blowback. Uh, he feigned anger and uh, he dared Polyev uh, well, to take it outside. And by that, uh, Mendicino didn't mean he wanted to fight in a physical confrontation, uh, Polyev. He wanted Polyev to say it outside the House so that there would be no parliamentary privilege. I mean, you can basically say just about anything about any other MP in the House, and you are protected from defamation, libel, slander, etc., um, under parliamentary privilege. But that's how he was doubling down. You know what? Uh, I say this, Tamara. I wish Polyev took him up on his offer <laughs> because let's, in a civil suit, when it comes to the rules of disclosure, uh, let's see what you knew and when you knew it, Mr. Pinocchio. I mean, Mendicino. These ministers are just completely undermining the agencies tasked with upholding public safety from CSIS to CSE, the uh, Correctional Services Canada. Um, I wonder what the insiders of these agencies are really saying about this government who ignores their memos highlighting and alerting the prime minister's office and his highest members of cabinet of these safety risks. This is insanity. I mean, every time there's a liberal scandal or a controversy, I think the same thing. And it's just one more 
checker or one more domino, when is it going to be that the dominoes finally all fall? Well, you know, on that note, Tamara, I couldn't help uh, but get a major chuckle two days ago. Uh, Tamara Cherry, uh, who is an uber woke liberal, used to be a journalist, now runs her uh, own PR uh, company. Bit of a bimbo to me, but she was explaining this. I bet you that there are so many people at Corrections Canada that are in their 20s and they've never even heard of Paul Bernardo. Hmm. Oh, really? So I guess anyone born after 1945, they've never heard of Hitler. You know, Tamara, wouldn't it be great if we had some kind of a d device? You could punch keywords into it hmm. and data and prior history could uh, come out. Wouldn't that be amazing if some brainiac in Silicon Valley could invent such a thing? Yeah, but then you'd have the liberals swoop in and censor it all. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so maybe you wouldn't find those hits on your uh, searches if we could dream up such a technology. But have you ever heard of a more preposterous excuse uh, to s sweep this under the rug? These were, There's just a bunch of people at Corrections Canada that were born after the fact. I'll tell you another reason why that's bogus, folks. If you have somebody in maximum security and they're in solitary, and that represents half of a percent of the uh, prisoners in the Canadian penal system, wouldn't you as a Corrections Canada person be, you know what, what did he do? Why is he locked away? Why doesn't he uh, mingle with the rest of the prison population? Of course you yeah. would. Why wouldn't you? In fact, I think it would be your responsibility. So this idea that there are a bunch of Sergeant Schultz's, I know nothing, I saw nothing. Give me a break, Tamara Cherry. Oh, Tamara Cherry. All right, we have two super chats that I'll get to, Excellent. and then we'll go to a quick ad break before okay. we come back. Um, we have $5 from Colchester Mike, I think and hope I pronounced that correctly. Did you ever get your bottle of scotch, David? Oh, Mike, please be patient. My day in court was on Monday of this week. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, just waiting on the final release to be signed. There will be an update. And further down the line, there's going to be a criminal update. I kid you not. Mm. But so far, it's good news that's on its way. So stay tuned for that, Mike. All right. But I guess you <laughs> didn't get your bottle. Oh, no. No bottle yet. Um, I can't... But justice is coming? Let's put it this way. I don't think I'm, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, what is it called? Uh, violating the non-disclosure agreement. Oh, okay. But I think I can say this. I'm getting a few bottles. You know what I'm saying, folks? <laughs> All right. We don't want to violate these NDAs. Yeah. Um, we have another one from Medic Deb who gives $20 with a heart. Thank you very much, Medic Deb. Our hearts are also with you. And, Thank oh, you. And Mark gives $5. Thank you. Happy birthday to Trump. I didn't know that it was oh, his birthday. Can you believe? You know what? I'm blaming this. If that's true, if it's Trump's birthday, how dare they flag that it's Ice Cube's birthday and not Donald Trump's birthday? Oh, I would have mentioned that off the hop. But you see how yep. yeah, even with the national what day it is calendar, Oh, no. Um, they would never put Trump on there. Yeah. Trump, oh. who's that? He was some insignificant guy that hung around the White House for four years. It Let's looks promote like, Ice Cube. It looks like it was yesterday. Oh, so I take why. it back. There we go. Missed opportunity yesterday. It was, he was born June 14th, 1946. 
there you go. Today is, in fact, June 15th. That would make him a boomer, right? Uh-oh. We can't have those. Okay, let's Nobody go to a quick ad break. <laughs> Greatest generation. We'll come back in a minute. <laughs> Canadians for Truth proudly presents an evening with Sarah Palin. Get ready for an incredible evening, Sunday, June 18th, 2023. Former Alaska governor and vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin's remarkable journey and steadfast dedication to speaking up when it's easier to stay silent are just a few of the many reasons you'll want to hear from her. This event will be hosted by Olympians Theo Fleury and Jamie Soleil and promises to provide valuable insights, inspiration, and entertainment. The show starts at 7 p.m. at the Grey Eagle Event Centre in Calgary, Alberta. But act now because tickets for this will not last. All right. In this next segment, we are going to kick off with Danielle Smith, Premier of Alberta, being censored on Facebook by Meta, the conglomerate that now owns Facebook and uh, Instagram. And she took to Twitter to announce it. And I'm just going to pull up her tweet here. We can show it on screen as well. So, yes, we have this written piece um, posted by our written uh, one of our writers, Alex Dollywall, and he's in Alberta and he covers Alberta politics quite closely. But Danielle Smith took to Twitter to say, big tech and government censorship is becoming a danger to free speech around the world. Well, I guess let's not wait with bated breath for Bill C-11 to come mm. to fruition, which will only further that censorship. Um, her post says, my Facebook account has been banned from posting content for a few days. As the premier of a province of 4.6 million Albertans, if they can prevent me from communicating with you, it rings some bells as to what they did to Trump when he was deplatformed from Twitter, imagine what they can do to any one of us, regardless of our political leanings. We must all stand against censorship. And she CCs Elon Musk and um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, well, you know what? That That is a profound line, uh, Tamara, that uh, if the premier of a mm -hmm. province can be uh, censored and delisted and shadow banned, however you want to call it, uh, then for Joe and Jane Below out there, uh, you have zero power against these Silicon Valley censorious thugs. Here's the question, Tamara, and please educate me because... I haven't come across anything in any of the media coverage of this which states what did Danielle Smith do to warrant mm -hmm. such a ban, albeit temporary. What did she say? What did she imply? Do you know? No, I don't know. And I, you know, the funny thing about Facebook's flags is that they're so ambiguously worded that you may never know. And it will be, oh, this post was flagged for hate speech or X, Y, Z. And you're going through it and you're wondering, well, what part of this was hate speech or if it was fact checked by one of the liberal associated fact checkers who actually just end up opinion checking. Mm. It's not really fact checking. Um, so this is another I always like to go back to an interview I did with uh, lawyer Bruce Party on the administrative state and how these laws and legislation is being so ambiguously worded that it's open to the interpretation of the enforcer. 
the laws are no longer clear and the the rules and regulations are no longer clearly marked or worded in such a way that it's easy to decipher and determine you know where you went wrong or what is or isn't acceptable and so it's largely left open to the interpretation of whoever is tasked with enforcing said piece of ambiguously worded legislation and i think a lot of that ricochets down to things like the fact checkers and what gets censored or shadow banned or fully banned on certain platforms like Facebook, like Instagram. And as we will see more and more of in general here in Canada, we have Bill C-11. And then as this article on Danielle Smith's censorship goes into um, Bill C-18, the Online News Act, and Alex in his article says, if the controversial legislation passes through the Senate, Parliament will compel Google and Meta to pay for Canadian journalism that helps the com companies generate revenue. And that will be only government affiliated, government recognized companies. So the little guy like us, but will be squashed. You know, Tamara, I just want to pick up on something you alluded to. Um, <clears throat> typically, the reasons you get are uh, safety. Um, as though, I don't know, a live wire has fallen from the ceiling or something like that. Uh, the other du rigueur response from these tech giants is the you have violated the terms and agreements of the community guidelines. Again, a word uh, salad that means nothing tangibly. And let's talk about a personal anecdote as far as Rebel News goes. A couple of years ago, folks, we got uh, demonetized mm -hmm. from YouTube. And we asked why, of course, because that was some serious coin for us. And for them, they take a 30% cut. Oh, yeah, for doing nothing. And um, we were told we violated the health and safety conditions of YouTube. So we pursued that. Can you send us those health and safety conditions? And they did. It was a, I believe it was a 38-page long document. And we got our lawyers with a fine tooth comb to go through every single potential violation. I'll give you a few examples. You can't show parkour. That's that French thing where you jump from building to building, right? Because somebody might fall and die. You can't advocate suicide. Uh, we don't do that. Uh, the federal government does that, actually. Um, but we stay away from that. We're quite the opposite. So at the end of the day, folks, we went back to YouTube and said, we have gone through every one of those 38 pages of the health and safety conditions. We can see not a single instance in which we were in violation. And their answer, Tamara Ugolini, well, you're still demonetized. Mm -hmm. Well, you were. Yeah. Because we said. We just wasted our time. Uh, it, it, that, you know, it, it is amazing. This is a company, too. Um, based in the land of the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a company, and I, I go back to the beginning of Google and YouTube and Twitter under the old ownership and Facebook. Come one, come all. It's the Wild West of free speech. Remember that? And what a brilliant business plan. We're not going to pay for any content. We're going to get it for free. Isn't that fantastic? And then, Tamara, they hit critical mass, and then they start doing this. Uh, you and you and you out. You're banished. You are contrary to our leftist beliefs. It is an absolute disgrace. Well, and 
They update their community guidelines, for instance, YouTube at least, I believe it's once a month. So I think when at that time when we were flagged, you couldn't question the mask science, right? It was masks are effective, they stop the spread of an invisible virus, and if you go against that narrative, then you're compromising community standards and community safety by making these allegations that masks are harmful or, or whatnot. And so I think that was a part of that process is that there was some videos there that featured, and I was trying to pull it up. One, I featured um, a gentleman who was an actual, who was tasked with making mask filtration cartridges for, um, in, uh, I can't think of the word, um, radioactive, um, nuclear and nuclear facilities oh, so like okay. where you would actually need a filtering device so he was all up on the mask science and um one of the videos i believe that was flagged in that infringement of community standards was that particular video but now their community standards have been updated since then and so now it's okay to question or share mask science <laughs> so that video that got us flagged two years ago is okay to publish now, but we're still demonetized and risk really being deplatformed yep. um, any day because it's so arbitrary. It could be the snap of a finger and sorry, you're deplatformed. I'm actually shocked that we're not. Yeah, I think we have a love-hate relationship with YouTube right now. We <laughs> love the, it's kind of like the highway, highway 407, the electronic toll highway in the GTA, folks. Um, boy, if you want to move, uh, you go on that highway, otherwise it's a 401 and gridlock, you better pack your lunch. That we love, what we hate is when the bill comes uh, the next month and it is extortion in terms of the fees they want for that toll highway. Same with YouTube, we love the reach. I think we have almost 1.6 million YouTube subscribers, uh, Tamara, but we hate the censorious element. We hate the fact that so much of what we wanna say we cannot say on the YouTube platform because mm -hmm. we've already been demonetized. The next hammer is um, uh, deplatforming. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and maybe even if we uh, behave, they're still going to do it because that's what they did to us with the demonetization, right? Mm -hmm. Health and safety had zero to do with it. Why don't we move on to well, another tech giant? It relates because as we are targeted for, I guess, wrong think and wrong speech, our viewership only continues to grow for bringing people the truth and adversaries and contrarians who are actual experts in what they're talking about and the fields they discuss instead of kind of parroting TV doctors and TV experts. And this comes at the same time that the mainstream media, and so this particular article comes from CBC, the holy grail of mainstream media, um, st state-sponsored media, really. And uh, it turns out the, the, that Bell Canada Enterprise is laying off 1,300 people, closing foreign news bureaus, and nine radio stations across Canada. This effectively lets go of 6% of the media division's workforce. And so we're seeing this deeply seated distrust in the mainstream media and these conglomerates as little guys, little independent journalists, on, doing on the ground, boots on the ground journalism, giving a voice to real Canadians, especially those who are struggling, are doing better than ever before. 100%, what does that tell you? You know, And you know what, uh, Tamara, we have to talk about how 
uh, when the CRTC, the regulator, turned a blind eye to um, consolidation in the Canadian radio industry, because basically you have three big players, Bell, Rogers, and Chorus. Then you have a smattering of independents uh, that are out there. And some of them, uh, contrary to conventional thinking, they're doing quite well. Uh, it's an alternative. But back in, I think it was 2005, when these mega mergers were allowed to happen, uh, the CRTC and Bell and Rogers, of course, they all said, you know, bigger is better. This solidifies our position in the market. This uh, ensures Canadian voices, you know, on Canadian airwaves, blah, 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 blah. And here we are about 18 years later. And uh, yeah, nine stations gone. Some of those are heritage stations, by the way, mm -hmm. and 1,300 employees. But wait a minute, I thought bigger was better. I thought this was a good thing. And I mean, for Bell to be doing this, I mean, they're a multi-billion dollar conglomerate, uh, Tamara Ugolini. But I'll tell you, what a horrible, horrible company. I mean, to do that, um, you know, to basically lie to the CRTC and, of course, the naive fools at the CRTC uh, believed it chapter and verse, um, to fire employees during COVID who were working remotely and only interacting with clients via Skype or Zoom and saying either get the jab or lose your job mm -hmm. and they were fired. Uh, Jamil Giovanni, who used to be part of News Talk 1010 here in the Toronto market, uh, they wanted him to read a statement um, along the lines that uh, Canada is a uh, white supremacy uh, colonialist-based uh, country. And Jamil Giovanni, if you know him, not that it should make a difference, but it, uh, I should flag it. He's black. And he said, no, I'm not going to read that. I don't believe this. They fired him. That's Bell Canada. Oh, and co-owners of the Leafs, by the way. 57 years and counting for that cup, I believe. Anyways. Yeah. So a, a despicable horrible company mm -hmm. and they've given more uh, fodder with this recent story. Yeah. And the funny thing is here is that you have um, Unifor, Canada's one of Canada's oh, largest unions, uh, Unifor media director, Randy Kitt, sta stating in an interview with CBC and back to this article that um, this will leave Canadians less informed. <laughs> <laughs> he says that news and local news is essential to our democracy. They won't know what's happening at City Hall. They won't know what's happening in the halls of government. It's like, gee, imagine that. The, how out of touch are these people that they think that the average everyday Canadian really relies anymore on the mainstream media to tell them what is going on within our government and the governance when they're just parroting one particular party line, one narrative, one agenda, people aren't relying on this news for impartiality or actual reporting or news gathering news gathering anymore. They are marking it for what it is, which is state-sponsored propaganda. 100%. And you know what? Uh, I wonder, uh, Tamara Ugolini, these nine stations that are up for grabs and some, in, you know, you know, nice markets, uh, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton, mm -hmm. There's Hamilton. a list here. Um, I wonder what the business case is. 
I mean, I'm just thinking out loud, if we were to crowdfund the idea of trying to buy a radio station, could you imagine how much the mainstream media would hate that? And I would imagine the CRTC, instead of having Canadians gainfully employed uh, as broadcasters, as ad salespeople, they would probably decline uh, our ownership bid just because, well, because, you know, that, you know, do the YouTube model. Mm -hmm. But I wonder what the business plan is because that would drive the mainstream media crazy. Here in the GTA, there's a wonderful independent station, uh, Saga 960. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Richard Serrett, a shout out to Mark Petroni. Tiny little station, but you are getting content you do not hear anywhere else. I would like to see the Saga 960 model uh, grow because, you know, as the late great uh, Dick Bettles used to say about so many people in mainstream media, Tamara, if these cats don't get off the air soon, I'm going to stop breathing it. You know, I, I really appreciate Richard Surrett's reporting. He's great. But one journalist that I actually, a mainstream media journalist who's on talk radio and I listen to it uh, coming into the city is AM640. And it is global news. But Alex Pearson. Yes. I think is great. And she was one of the first people, well, she was the first person that gave airtime to virologist and immunologist Byron Bridal when he started alerting the public to some of the safety concerns he had with the mRNA injection. And um, I thought that was really noble of her. And I, I think the segment's since been pulled down and you can't find it anywhere. It's featured in some of my reports. So we have, it hasn't been completely memory hold, but um I do appreciate her angle and the guests that she features and some of the things that she has to say. So well, that's one mainstream media I personality. I have plenty of time for Alex Pearson. Uh, yes. Ten years ago, I don't know if you know this, uh, Tamara Ugolini, oh. we were uh, colleagues at the Sun News Network. Right. And um, But you know what's so funny, too, is they've moved her slot from 9 till noon, which is the, when you look at News Talk 1010, uh, CFRB, uh, the only one there worth listening to is Jerry Agar. Guess what? Right of center, nine till noon. So basically, <laughs> you have to pick and choose. Uh. Whereas you, you know, and, and I think that's intentional, right? Because both of these radio stations are so hopelessly woke. Uh, Pearson on six forty, uh, and, and you know, Oakley is a little tamer now, but I can still listen to John Oakley and only Jerry Agar on ten ten, and the rest. It, you cannot listen to it. Mm -hmm. Sad. Well, let's read this one super chat. Okay. Here we have from Aaron Burton, 32. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, gives $15. Says, happy Tamara Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We had to switch. It wasn't Tamara Tuesday this week. It's Tamara Thursday. But we got the Tamara T in. Sorry, David. I'd meant to send a chat yesterday, but I didn't get the link in time. Amazing oh. show. Nilly is a mental case. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Wasn't that wonderful? Jerry's wonderful. And, and, and folks, if you don't know uh, what the, uh, the viewer was is talking about there, and thank you very much for your contribution, uh, that was Sheila Gunn-Reed trying to present uh, a petition to the <laughs> Ottawa School Board, Humorless Harpy. And, um, you know, it just shows you that our enemies could learn from us. You know, yourself, Tamara, me, Sheila. We subscribe to kill them with kindness. So even if we go into the field and it's a hostile Antifa crowd or some, you know, uh, transvestite having a mental breakdown, uh, we don't engage in the F-bombs and the screaming. Uh, we just respond politely because at the end of the day, when you look at it afterwards, um, I know what look looks nice and what doesn't. And what that trustee should have done 
is simply say, oh, Sheila, lovely to see you. Here, yes, I'll take your uh, petition, even though she in the next second throw it in the garbage, but that's beside the point. Mm -hmm. But instead, she reacted as though nuclear waste was emanating from uh, Sheila's eyeballs. And uh, again, making it a, a safety issue, locking the door, calling security. I, you know, it, it's staggering how out of control mm -hmm. these school board people are. And again, at the end of the day, and I know I've said it so often, folks, but forgive me, where in blue hell is the milk toast Minister of Education, Stephen Baldus Lecce? When is he gonna grow a set and rein in these rogue Marxist school boards? I don't see it happening. And maybe, well, tomorrow I'll throw this out as a question. Maybe Lecce's on board. Maybe that's how he rolls too. Yeah, until the, the politics is always downstream from culture. So yeah. until the culture starts to shift, which I think that it is, um, I think he'll just kind of remain in his recluse little safety political pod. All right, so let's go to a quick ad break and we'll come back to some of the LGBTQISA plus seven. I think you left out about at least 11 <laughs> initials. <laughs> the prime minister can't even get it right. So how can I be expected to? Everyone, how's it going? So I want to talk to you for just a moment. Here at Rebel News, we understand what it's like to be independent, to try and get by uh, without big handouts from the government. Small business owners, business owners alike out there understand that like nobody else. That's why we might be able to partner up and, and do something incredible. Bring a captive audience and new eyes to your business or your product. If you think we might be able to partner up and if you want to support independent journalism while growing your brand to a captive audience, well, reach out to us. You can do so by going to rebelnews.com slash advertise. Living with spike protein in a post-pandemic world is something we all have to grapple with, whether you've had the virus, you've been vaccinated yourself, or if you're around those who were. The wellness company's spike support formula is a daily supplement that can help you feel your best and then stay that way. Go to twccanada.health to get back to that pre-pandemic feeling with spike support. Use coupon code REBEL to save 10% off these doctor-formulated products, which are rooted in science. And for a limited time, your first month's membership is only 99 cents. That's twccanada.health, coupon code REBEL at checkout. It's time to put your wellness back in the driver's seat. All right. We have a tweet from yesterday that shows some protests that were happening at the Ottawa Carleton District School Board. Speaking of Nilly Kaplan-Mirth, who's a trustee there, who is a mask-obsessed, unhinged, I don't even, there are no nice um, words to describe her. So at uh, this particular protest was in response to a new policy being put out by the OC uh, DSB and, or maybe I had that backwards. Anyway, probably because of people like Nellie Kaplan-Murr. So they will now refer to all students as they, them. You can no longer be a gendered person. You know, longer oh. be a boy or a girl or a she or a her. Everyone is now a they them. Yeah. And so parents gathered to protest this brand new policy, and um, we had a write up here by our who was referred to as our special rebel rapporteur Andy Lee, and uh, she shares in this particular article some photos of the protest. There is some um, some visuals of it, but. 
I mean, if if you're a boy and you want to be referred to as a boy, then I guess it's transphobic to disavow a generalization of they, them. Yeah, not to mention grammatically incorrect. Uh, <laughs> they, them is a pluralized word. Um, it doesn't mean a singular person. I guess, though, maybe we're now living in Sybil Nation. Remember Sybil? She had 16 distinct personalities, uh, a real cause uh, celeb yes. back in the 70s. Oh, by the way, it was later refer, uh, revealed that she was faking everything. But never mind. Um, let's put it bluntly, Tamara. A lot of the people in this trans community, I'm sorry, I'm not saying this to be funny or malicious, but they're mentally ill. They are mentally ill. They need care. They need guidance. They don't need uh, hormones. They don't need their genitalia sliced and diced. If you were really compassionate for these people, this is what you would do. But right now in society, it is the tail wagging the dog. It is mm -hmm. the lunatic fringe setting the benchmarks for policy. How many people, what is Canada, 38 million, uh, Tamara? Yeah, 38 roughly. million people and growing folks. How many, what is the percent of a percent of a percent of a percent that use the pronouns they, them? And yet this moronic school board full of censorious thugs and control freaks is going to say, even if you are a she, her or a he, him, too bad. We're lumping you in with the lunatics. You're all they, thems. This is unconscionable. Mm -hmm. Well, and Trudeau, Prime Minister, has come out and stated that parents denouncing these kinds of policies and questioning the appropriateness of the gender ideology being taught to their students with great secrecy, that parents who are questioning this or pushing back against it are being called far right by right. our prime minister. Of course, again, he's resorting to slandering and name calling. But there's a really good article that I was reading in the National Post, and it's um, by Sab Sabrina Maddow. Oh, Maddie, that's, fan Maddie. that's fantastic. I can't Did I, I pronounce that correctly? I know who you're talking um um, and she says, it's not unreasonable for parents to have concerns about the sudden wave of secrecy in schools around gender identity. And her first sentence, or her first paragraph rather, hits it all. She says, they say everyone has a tell, and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has a big one. You know his political future is flashing before his eyes, please, dear Lord, when he starts accusing broad swaths of the Canadian population of being deplorable, reactionary monsters. 100%. And on that is. far right comment, what is so perversely amusing, Tamara, is... Look at those demonstrators at that school board. It, it looks like they're wearing um, red Make America Great Again cap. Oh, no, actually, those are hijabs. Those are Muslim <laughs> mothers out there. Um, that doesn't really fit with the narrative, no. does it, Tamara Ugolini, that uh, the Islamic community is a bunch of far, white, uh, far, far right white supremacists? Um, and this, and I spoke about this with um, Sheila yesterday, why the left is having a meltdown now is it's almost like watching a computer malfunction because of two logical arguments of equal merit and it can't make a decision. They're, the left is all about LGBT, B, 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 et cetera. <laughs> and they're all about Islam. And yet these two demographics, sorry to say, 
They're kind of getting along right now, like the cobra and the mongoose, and it's because of the left getting their stinky fingers into the school curriculum with all this woke nonsense, critical race theory, radical transgenderism. That's what has energized the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. That's what's mm -hmm. energized the Jewish and Christian communities. These aren't, you know, uh, white MAGA cap wearing frat boys. These are parents of several um, religious devotions that are speaking out against this, but blackface will brand them as far-right agitators. Isn't this unbelievable? But really believable at this point in Trudeau's political career. Um, okay, it's, we have one other quick topic to get through, but I think we had a super chat. So oh, let okay. me just go back and read that one quickly. Um, Republican Roadrunner, I think is... Yeah, Republican Roadrunner gives $5. Thank you. Rebel News, how in the world do I get in touch with you? We need help. Well, we have, um, if you go to rebelnews.com and there's a contact us, or you can email us directly, tips at rebelnews.com. Or if you go, if there's a journalist that you think might be the best fit to cover your beat, if you go to their journalist page, all of our emails and social media handles are linked there as well. So depending on your story and who you'd like to get in touch with, there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that. But by navigating through our website is probably the best starting point or just emailing tips at rebelnews.com. We get hundreds, if not thousands of tips every day. So if it isn't being answered, then keep trying or try another way. Or if you want to give us a tip here directly on the live stream, feel free to do that as well. You know, that would be the most effective way. And uh, as Tamara Ugolini said, folks, tips at rebelnews.com. And if we don't get back to you right away, Please uh, don't be shy about sending the exact same email to us. Uh, we don't, we're not like one of these organizations. Your call is very important to us, so we're going to make you wait three and a half hours on hold. We, we're not ignoring anyone. Seriously, as Tamara said, we get so much feedback. Mm -hmm. We have such limited resources. So uh, please go through that way. But I, I would suggest what you just said, sending a super chat and uh, giving us your email so we can email you and uh, have a conversation that way, even mm -hmm. a phone conversation, that's fine. I give out my personal cell number all the time. It's on my business card. So yeah, uh, that is the way to go. Tips at rebelnews.com. All right, and we have one more super chat from AMT60 gives $5, thank you. Thank you. David, I saw your report on the Durham District School Board. <laughs> because parents are not, not allowed in meetings. Justin Trudeau hates Christians, but I doubt he will go after Muslims trying to protect their children from trans education. What do you think? Well, you know what? Uh, he has already gone after Muslims. Most of the parents, or rather, I would say this, 50%, uh, I would reckon, at the last Durham District School Board uh, protest meeting, AMT 640, were Muslim parents. And it's not, um, and I think the dynamic now is that Muslim voters that have traditionally voted liberal, they're leaving. And it's because the liberal party has left them. They've come down to a decision. Do we go with, um, you know, uh, conservative religious people, uh, which includes so many people, Hindus, Sikhs, Muslims, Jews, Christians, or do we force radical transgenderism down the throats of so many Canadians. 
And that's why I think this could be a deal maker in the next federal election, mm -hmm. uh, Tamara. The number of Muslim voters that who would have traditionally voted liberal, uh, they're waking up, they're smelling the coffee. They see that those uh, black-faced liberals in Ottawa are not their friends, and they're gonna bring their vote elsewhere. Um, this could be very significant moving forward to whenever this next federal election is. Mm -hmm. Especially as Trudeau is smearing them all as far right. Oh yeah. <laughs> when they're it, literally just advocating to have transparent education for their children. Yeah, I would hate to be a liberal Muslim MP right now because I have no doubt their phones are burning up by mm -hmm. their constituents saying, what the hell is going on? Why all this radical transgenderism? And listen, look what's happening south of the border. Uh, Anheuser-Busch stock now currently at, they've lost $16.5 billion in stock value because of the Dylan Mulvaney uh, Bud Light fiasco. Mm -hmm. Target, a similar number mm -hmm. uh, in terms of their stock value because they were selling transgender uh, kiddie bathing, bathing suits. Um, people are waking and they're making it known. You know, Tamara, the funniest story I came across, the ongoing thing of Bud Light, which is not going away, um, is that Anheuser-Busch can't even pay people to drink it. And I say that because- <laughs> Well, it's gross. There was one market where a case, it was in the US, a case of Bud Light, $19.98. And on those cases, big yellow coupon, redeem that cashier for $20, meaning you leave the story with two cents in your purse. People still aren't buying. Big spender. <laughs> and even back. still. <laughs> Unbelievable. So um, I think that is the silver lining of mm -hmm. this, Tamara. Mm -hmm. Well, and with that, we are out of time yep. for our hour time slot of the live stream. We will be back here at the same time and place tomorrow. Maybe not us, but other rebels. And um, before David does his little sign off here, we're going to leave you. We were going to discuss uh, Lady Gaga, who is now the new face of <laughs> Pfizer's migraine drug called Nurtec. Um, but instead, we'll finish off and then we'll leave you with the clip of her promoting this drug. And I wonder how many millions of dollars she was paid to do so um, after we sign off here. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my gosh. Pfizer. Can't they just go back to go making away. <laughs> or just stick to, you know, medicine that they do well, such as I don't ask me how I know this, folks, but there's a pill called Viagra. Uh, <laughs> some male friends of mine uh, vouch for that. Anyway, I'm saying too much. Uh, yeah, folks, thank you so much for tuning in, especially those who gave us a super chat. Thank you to our super producers, Olivia and Efren. Thank you, Khaleesi, coming all the way in from the mean streets of Coburg. I always appreciate that. They are that. turning pretty mean. We usually have our All Alberta team uh, on Fridays, Adam Seuss and uh, Sheila Gunn-Reed. Sheila is in transit. So I'm filling in for, mm. the, uh, for the Khaleesi of the Khaleesi's, Sheila Gunn-Reed. <laughs> I'll be with Adam tomorrow. Can't wait to see you then. In the meantime, as always, stay safe and stay sane. I know what it's like to perform through pain. If you're like me, one of the millions suffering from pain caused by migraine, Nurtec ODT may help. It's the only medication that can treat a migraine when it strikes and prevent migraine attacks. Treat and prevent all in one. Don't take if allergic to Nurtec. Allergic reactions can occur even days after using. Most common side effects were nausea, indigestion, and stomach pain.
We're in this together. Talk to a doctor about Nurtec ODT. spike protein in a post-pandemic world is something we all have to grapple with, whether you've had the virus, you've been vaccinated yourself, or if you're around those who were. The wellness company's spike support formula is a daily supplement that can help you feel your best and then stay that way. Go to twccanada.health to get back to that pre-pandemic feeling with spike support. Use coupon code REBEL to save 10% off these doctor-formulated products, which are rooted in science. And for a limited time, your first month's membership is only 99 cents. That's twccanada.health, coupon code REBEL at checkout. It's time to put your wellness back in the driver's seat.